Welcome to the Clarity Confidence Connection Summit, where badass women break through barriers and unlock their next level of success. Your host, Candace McKim, is a renowned intuitive business coach, number one international best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and the inspiring host of a podcast slash TV show. With her vibrant approach, Candace empowers women to align with their true purpose, elevate their spiritually led businesses, and attract wealth through proven methods. Her teachings foster profound transformation and impactful growth. Co-creator of this summit, Candace is eager to introduce another inspirational guest. Take it away, Candace. Woohoo! We have Samantha in the house. I am so excited and so honored and so privileged to interview Samantha Kaawa. Woohoo! It's this Thank is gonna be you. fun. I am so I am so honored to be interviewed by you. <laughs> Um, we are going to have some fun and Samantha's here for an hour and we are just going to have a blast as we as we sh discover and chat. But let me introduce Samantha properly. Samantha Kaawa is a best-selling author, speaker, marriage makeover coach and the founder of The Gems with Samantha Kaawa, an international coaching and training company. Her main focus is helping women become their best selves while staying in and completely transforming their marriage. Samantha has been recognized as the leading as a leading expert on relationships and is on a mission to help restore truth and faith in the world. She has been featured on Fox, ABC, CBC, and other international publications and podcasts, sharing her counterculture views on relationships. Samantha is obviously one of the co-creators of the Clarity Confidence Connection Summit, but our co-creator, our co-friend, our co-host. Sisters. <laughs> soul sister. Yes, oh, yes, yeah, yes. <laughs> oh, hell yes. Yep. Um, yeah. So how to fix a failing marriage is where we're going to go today. Yeah. But share us about your journey. Um, yeah. Share us how you've been oh, guided. <laughs> What's that? I said, oh, the journey, <laughs> the journey. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm going to start off like we're just going to go in strong. Uh, so basically last summit, this was our September summit, right? No, I'm sorry. Our first summit. This was our first summit in September, last September. Oh, my gosh. We're like that was ages ago because we did three already. This is our third summit. Yep. <laughs> so literally the weekend of our first summit. Um, my husband moved out and this was, I knew he was going to move out because he had told me about a month before that. And I had asked him to give the kids a month to transition and not just to leave right away. So, but he didn't extend it any longer than I requested. So he moved out right on that month that I had asked for. And that just so happened landed on the weekend right after our summit. So our first summit was on a Thursday, Friday, and then uh, Saturday and Sunday, he was moving into a new place. Wow. And so, wow. And, and it's always such a shock of how you showed up so powerfully in that first summit when you're still going through so much. In, yeah. You know, and I even shared on day two, I did share like, Hey, my husband's moving out. And it's always been a model of mine to be transparent and vulnerable and authentic um, because that's just who I am. They, <laughs> I, I can't stop myself even if I've tried. Um, yeah. But that 
was just such a pivotal point in my life and such a reflection on all the things that led me to where I am today. So Mm -hmm. I'll start there, like hook you in there. And, but going, let me like backtrack a little bit. Um, So I am a product of divorce. I am the niece of divorce. I am the granddaughter of divorce. Like these are all things that happened in my family um, and became normal. And that was something that I swore to myself as a little girl that I would never get divorced and it wasn't because I was anti-divorce it was just I wanted to know what life was like with two parents I wanted to know what it felt like to have a family intact and yes I have a beautiful blended family my mom got remarried my dad got remarried and they had more children so I have wonderful half siblings um but that still was something that I wanted to create differently for my children when I got married, when I had kids, Um, not that it was bad, but just, it was a desire. I had this really strong desire in my heart. And so growing up with divorce all around me and that being the norm, even in school, friends, I've supported friends going through their parents' divorce and them feeling like it's the end of the world. But for me, it was like, no, it's normal. It's fine. It's okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah, still not wanting that for myself. And then, of course, uh, I end up marrying my high school sweetheart. We we had gotten pregnant in high school and had her right out of high school. Um, We we did wait. So we got pregnant. We waited um, a few years. Our young our daughter, our oldest daughter was about five when we got married. And then we had our second and third. Right. So we're like, okay, we're we're not going to speed through this. Uh, I'm not getting married to him just because I have a child with him because I don't want to get a divorce. Remember? (laughs) So we waited years to get married and got married, had more kids, bought a house, did it, everything else the right, the right way. Yeah. Yeah. The right order other than getting pregnant in high school. Right. Um, And I just, we went through life the way we were told to go through life Mm -hmm. and about this was about uh, seven years ago. Now, I was still in grad school. Um, I was about to graduate and get my master's degree in marriage and family therapy. And we had to take a comprehensive exam, an eight hour comprehensive exam to pass this, you know, get our degree and say that we are qualified and worthy of moving into the next two years before we can even get licensed. But that morning well I'm sorry let me back that up the Monday before my exam my husband got into a work accident he almost lost his entire foot right he got his foot almost got cut off by metal he's he works with sheet metal and he was working with thousands of pounds of metal stacked on a rolling table and he hit one of those um seams in the concrete and it because the weight was poorly distributed and he was rushing, the metal all came crashing towards him and he could have died, but he got out of the way enough that it just caught his foot. And he, yeah, he called me screaming. He, I was 
the first person he called and I was like, did you call the ambulance? Like, I can't help you. I'm not there. Right. And so we're just figuring things out. And I mean, obviously I wasn't yelling. I, I don't panic in those situations, but I was like, uh, hello, hang up the phone, go call the ambulance. I can't help you. And then I was like, oh crap, he hung up on me. Now I don't know if he's alive. <laughs> so I, yeah. I but anyways, yeah. fast forward that story. He does make it through that. They, you know, sewed up his foot. He does have mobility. He can walk now. Mm -hmm. Um, But by the end of the week, that was my comprehensive exam. That was the Monday before we were in the um, emergency room and then, you know, ICU for a few days and just watching him recover in the hospital. And I, we came home the day before comps, that's what we call it, the comprehensive exam. So we came home the day before and I got to study for one day, but then the morning of I'm getting ready, I'm getting everything ready. It's eight hours. We have to pack snacks and drinks and uh, I needed a cooler. I was like, oh my gosh, I need a cooler to keep my drinks cold and my food cold. And I look for a cooler and all of a sudden I open it up and there's a black box. And this black box is my husband's marijuana. And I'm not anti-marijuana. I'm not anti-weed. I am anti-lying about something and hiding something for 10 years. And that's what really was happening. He was, he had an addiction and he hid that from me. And, you know, you can be like, how can you hide that from someone? Right. Well, I'm just as guilty in that moment for being blind and oblivious to the signs and symptoms. Like you look back and you have 2020 vision, right? But when you're in it, you're in denial, you don't know. So I was in shock. I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening right now? What is this? And I found out in that moment that he was hiding an addiction behind my back for 10 years. And that was the beginning of the end. Yeah, (laughs) really. And so after I went to comps, I took my exam ball in my eye. And I just want to interject here for a minute, but it's just so interesting that you're, you're in these pivotal moments that are going to take you right to your next level. And then this, like, then these other things are happening. Like, it, it just seems like every time you're like going to that next level, it's like, okay, there's some sort of Oh, yeah. I didn't even mention the heart condition that I got diagnosed with, like my grandma flatlining and we almost lost her. Like there was tons of just my when you talk about like the universe throwing like two by fours to your forehead. Yeah. Like multiple two by fours, like Mack truck. (laughs) You will die if you keep going in this direction um, and you will lose everyone. Right. And so. Yes. Wham, 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 wham. And it was, but I didn't know what that was at that point in my life. So I went deep down into a spiritual journey because I was like, this isn't happening. I don't know what to do. I went to a psychic. He told me, well, I went to a psychic and then I forgot about it a year later, everything came true. And then I went again and he said, oh, you'll be divorced by the end of the year and your daughter's going to be a drug addict like your husband. And I was like, what? No. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what? And uh-uh. no, no, yeah, no. So, I mean, he was a little bit more tactful than that, but that was definitely the way I heard it. Yeah. And 
I was like, no, this cannot happen. And so I went down the spiritual route even more. And I said, I know the, cause at that point I was working in substance abuse for uh, a little while now. Yeah. And I knew that my belief was that those that have addictions, especially with substances were compensating and self-medicating for their gifts of being highly sensitive beings, highly intuitive and sensitive and empathic beings. And mm-hmm. so I said to myself, I need to know how to work with my own gifts so I can help my daughter. Cause I knew how gifted she was. She was just really gifted child. And wow. So wow. That's what embarked my own dark night. The dark night of the soul led to the spiritual awakening. Right. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, my marriage was on the rocks. Um, he, I did kick him out for a little, a little while that time. And he begged to come home. He's like, I want to be with you. I want to, I, I wanted my family back. Right. But he had a hard time quitting. He couldn't, it, that's what an addiction is. It doesn't matter what drug it could be sugar. It could be caffeine for all we know, but if it alters our state of being and he shows up differently, that's when it's a problem or when there's lying involved, right. Deceit yeah. and mistrust. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So he worked, he, we tried to go to couples counseling <laughs> as a marriage therapist or soon to be marriage therapist. I was like, we have to go to marriage therapy. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. And it didn't work. It failed us. Right. It just, it, and I, I'll share more about that in a, in a second as to yeah. why it failed us and what happened, but yeah. And fast forward through that time, Uh, I learned that I only could work on me really. Right. That was the only person that I could do anything about was myself. So I started to lean in to spiritual development, personal development, but with the mindset of relationships, with the knowledge I had with the systems, right. And Mm -hmm. the backing of that. And um, over time, my husband transformed. And it was such a beautiful transformation that he showed up differently, that he became more loving. He became more considerate. He uh, became more present in my life, in our children's lives. And it was really beautiful to watch. And then I got a nudge about two years ago now, almost to sell our house. Yeah. Sell sell your house now. Like it was a God message and I didn't know why. And I didn't know where we were going. And I did, I followed the instructions and I told my husband and he said, okay, that's fine. Let's do it. And I, we, we had nowhere to go. We ended up moving in with family. I'm still living with family right now. And, um, but now looking back on it, there was a reason for that because what it started was another dark night, not another one, not for me. What started was a dark night of the soul for my husband. Okay. He started to get a little itch of, I don't like what's happening. I don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Until fast forward to September of last year, he was like, I don't love you anymore. I don't want to be with you anymore. You're so controlling. I want more freedom. I everything under the sun. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he left. And 
many people would say, oh my gosh, he relapsed. Oh my gosh, every, you know, like everything, all that thing was for naught. Like he didn't really grow. The reality is he did grow. We were just at a new level of the upward spiral. Like I was consistently growing since my, my dark night, I just kept growing and kept evolving. Right. But then it was time for his evolution. Yeah. And so that came the time where he needed space and he needed to evolve and he needed to grow. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I know that was a long story, but now I'm happy to report that my husband and I are doing amazing. He is, um, he, we are looking for a place to move. We don't want him to move back into where we are with family. We're looking for a place uh, for ourselves together. Yeah. And the, one of the most powerful things that he has told me recently, and he said a lot of beautiful things to me recently, but one of the most beautiful things was if anyone deserves to see me a changed man, it's you. Yes. Hell yes. (laughs) And I love this because like, I love the evolution, right? The evolution. And like, I've heard you speak before, of course, and that all you can just do is just keep working on yourself. Just keep doing your own, doing your own thing, doing your own thing. And then, and seeing if that brings you back, right. Seeing if that will bring you back. Yeah. Um, Yeah. My story is a little bit different. I, I, I come from a family of being the only one who's divorced out of siblings and aunts and uncles and cousins. I'm the only one, (laughs) even though I've been married now 27 years, but yeah. So there was nobody like my parents were married 65 years and my sister is still married and husband or my brother. Yeah. So, yeah. So I went through all the shame around that. Like that was deep, but then, yeah. Then when I found the, the, the partner for me, then yeah, we've been together 27 years, but I just love your story in that, you know, like just from such a young age, like this is your true purpose. Like there's not a shadow of a doubt, right? Yep. That this is your true, true I've been purpose. many times. <laughs> like this is what you're meant to teach. <laughs> yeah. Like I, yeah. But I, I would imagine like you're deviating and going, okay, I'm going to do this. No, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> I've always gotten rerouted back. Yeah. And yeah. so that's, that's really what, why I wanted to share my story and, and why I continue to share my story is because I'm on a mission and I've heard many missions today on other talks that I've interviewed, but my mission is to help save 10 million marriages and not that all marriages need saving. I'm not advocate, like an opponent or anti-divorce person, right? Nor am I, everyone has to stay married. I know that there is domestic violence. I know that there's people that don't fit <laughs> like yep. my parents think gosh yep. they got divorced I'm happy they're divorced I wouldn't yeah. have a good life if they stayed married so I'm not anti that but I know that in our society today that there are so many marriages that could be saved mm-hmm. if they had the right tools if they had the right right just resources and information that it it is possible and so yeah Cause then you go to another relationship and they're not that different. Like I always say that, right? Like, you know, like you're, and you're, and especially if you're coming the same person. So then the relationship isn't that different. And I even remember going into my marriage now and, 
and tapping back into those same patterns that I had in my first marriage and going, oh, no, 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 this is not going to work in this relationship and having to really do that inner work and go, I can't show up as the same person. Yeah. You had to work on that, right? Whether that's in the, the one before the one after there's still work to be done. It doesn't go away from us. And that, that really brings me to my first point, but before, before we, before I go into that point, I just want to highlight to everyone that's watching that my husband chose my talk title today. (laughs) (laughs) How to fix a failing marriage. (laughs) He's, I was like, Oh, I'm going to go, you know, I've I've had my summit. I'm going to talk. I wonder what my talk title should be. And we're at the beach with the, with my girls. And he's like, what about how to fix a failing marriage? And I was like, well, that's actually kind of good. That's a good one. And he's like, you never used that before. Come on. Like, that's what you talk about. I'm like, no, I haven't ever used that before. <laughs> so, yeah. So he good. just, just giving him kudos that he picked this. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's good. Okay. So my okay, first point, number one. point, right. Is, and you, you nailed this too. You already said it, but it's people will tell you that when you've outgrown your husband, right. Your only choice is to move on. Mm. And, but this is why that's wrong, right. That it's not your only choice and that you don't have to. Yes, we'll talk about completion later, but your husband is a perfect reflection of your beliefs. Mm -hmm. And so if you leave him now, you'll likely just end up with another relationship with similar problems, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, (laughs) that's exactly what I was saying. That's exactly what you just said. So I'm like, oh, she just nailed my first point. And... (laughs) But here's the real we way didn't practice. No, we did it. We had no pre conversation about this. I had no idea. It's really in tune with each other. Um, so the real way to do it is to take a deeper look at your subconscious beliefs that are creating distance and disconnect in your marriage. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, it, when we think about it, that's really what's happening in our lives. We know that psychology has taught us that our thoughts cause our feelings, our feelings cause our actions, and your our actions cause our results, right? Yeah. And underneath the thinking is truly our beliefs, yeah. right? So yeah. if you change your beliefs to match what you truly want, then your husband can actually grow with you rather than growing apart from you. Yeah. Right. Mm. And so that that really is the first point that I want to hit home, because I think in our society, we tend we've we swing in in a pendulum. Right. There's a pendulum that swings in our society and we can go from one extreme to another extreme. And in many ways, when we were empowering ourselves as women, um, sometimes it swung the pendulum a little further this way and said, just get rid of them. Like, who needs men? We don't need men. <laughs> like, yeah, we, we sometimes do maybe to make a baby or here or there, but, um, but in, in all jokes aside, it, it really is that belief system that I can't trust men, mm-hmm. that men lie, they leave. Like, can you see that in my story? Right. My parents yeah. got divorced. So my dad left me. I had an uncle who passed away young, who was my second father figure. So he leaves by death. Like it wasn't his choice, but you know, he left me and they lie because my uncle lied to me that he wasn't, um, 
or lied to the family, at least that he wasn't sick. And in fact, he wasn't feeling, he told me he wasn't feeling good, but he didn't tell anybody else. So nobody could help him. Right. Right. So they lie, they lie about things that lead to death and danger. So Mm. all those beliefs were creating what was happening in my life. Yeah. 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 I can really see that. And, um, and so how do we uncover those though, though? Like, how do we, I guess you see them as patterns or how do you uncover them? Well, I think the best way to look for your beliefs is to look at your results. Mm-hmm. So my, one of my mentors, uh, she would say, your results never lie. <laughs> True. Want to know what you've been thinking? You want to know what you believe? Go look at your results. And so, yeah. and granted, I found her after the first, you know, episode with my, my husband happened. So I had to do this work the harder way. Like I had to figure it out for myself, but I said, okay, he's reflecting back to me something that I believe is true in marriages. Maybe he's not my reflection of how I act or how I show up, but he's reflecting something I believe. Mm -hmm. So if you look at your spouse and you're like, I don't like this about them. I don't like this about them. They, he never does what he says he's going to do. He always stays out later than he, you know, tells me he will. Um, he's always on his phone and not present with the kids, whatever it is. Yeah. There is a belief that you have behind that. Okay. And yes, there's his beliefs too, creating his own reality at the same time. That's what the complexity of relationships are, yeah. but yeah. it's truly the way we perceive the world comes from the lens of our beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So drop a one in the chat or a hell yes. If you're totally relating to this. And, and as you're talking, I'm like thinking about my own relationship, right. You know, like thinking about this relationship, but you know, my previous one, but just really noticing it, noticing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're getting lots of hell yeses ones. Yeah. This is this is, it's really profound and it is really, it's really resonating with people that, okay. So this is, when you check on the results. Yeah. Look at, just look at what you're not happy with and then go deeper back into the belief system that was created. And I have, I, I have a modality that I created called inner mosaic to help people get there and help people Mm -hmm. understand that and discover that more. Um, but again, that's for a whole nother talk. <laughs> Come to the VIP day. We can talk about inner mosaic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. can go through that process again. But yeah. so let me talk about point number two, right? Um, so this one is something I brought up in my story. And many, many people, as including therapists, right? Oh, actually, I'm sorry. I'm going to save that one for number three. This one. is a little different. So many people, even therapists will tell you that trust is the single most important foundation required to build a strong and healthy marriage. But here's why that's wrong. (laughs) Everyone's like, wait, what? (laughs) Okay. So let's say it again, say it again, because I'm writing it down and I missed it. People will tell you that trust is the single most important foundation required to build a strong and healthy marriage. Okay. What I'm doing right now is I'm, I want to flip these misconceptions on, on their head. Yeah. Yeah. We live in the world we live in and we have the 
divorce rate statistics that we have. And we, right, this is it. Um, so this is why it's wrong. Healthy relationships are actually built on a foundation of self-trust. Mm. Many of times I actually use self-trust with a capital S because it's also the trust that we have in source and God and the universe. Yeah. The first incident that I had with my husband, I lacked spirituality. I had no faith in a higher power. Mm-hmm. I don't care what higher power it is, but knowing that there's something greater than ourselves that connects us all yeah. is a very important component of living into the next level of life, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and so the real way to transform your marriage And for me, it was me becoming my best self. I told myself, I'm not going to leave this marriage until I become whole. Because if anything, sorry, Denver. I was like, I'm going to use you to get to my best me. (laughs) And then I can leave, right? And then I'll I'll leave. If it's still not good, I'll leave after that. But until I become the best version of me. But so the real way to do that, to transform your marriage and become your best self is to rebuild or build trust with yourself first. Mm-hmm. Right. And once you completely trust yourself, it doesn't matter if you trust the people around you, including your husband, mm-hmm. you will know exactly what's best for you. You'll know exactly what's best for your family and you'll no longer need evidence or the truth to make these decisions. Right. Yeah. I love it. I love it because you, I've heard you say before too, like I, I trust myself that if, if he leaves, I can look after myself and the girls. Like I try, I am completely, I trust myself that I can handle whatever comes. Yeah. And that empowerment, like that feeling of empowerment in a relationship is actually so like, what's the word I'm looking for? It is attractive. It is, um, you know, connecting it, it helps to build bonds. Like Having a secure attachment is so important in a relationship, but that actually starts with trusting yourself, not them first. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And And Lorna's put in the comments, um, commitment is the most important thing in a marriage. And then she said, communication is also critical. I always think respect is one of the most important things in my my marriage. So, But you can't respect another person or ask for respect from someone else when you don't respect yourself. Exactly. Exactly. The key here is trusting yourself. The key here is communicating with yourself. The key here is committing to yourself. Mm -hmm. Like that's the common denominator. You can throw any of the foundations that you feel is important in a relationship and say, but if you don't have that within you first, it ain't going to be there with them. (laughs) It's not. She said, boom. And I'm like, yeah, bam, drop the mic. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I love it. You're right. Like you can't, yes, all of those things are important, but it comes from, from self-trust and self, self, yeah. Self-love and self-trust. And and sometimes it takes a little faith and faith is walking forward, not knowing what's going to happen next. Faith is right. Moving forward in the dark and trusting that something's on the other side. And that, that type of trust, is sometimes necessary when you're operating in a relationship and you feel like you can't trust the other person. What you can trust is that at any given moment, 
you will trust yourself to make the right decision for yourself. Yeah. So I can make micro decisions and say, okay, I trust that today I'm in. And then if something else happens down the road that breaches whatever boundary that I have set, I trust that I will walk out. I will walk away. Yeah. But not yeah. trusting yourself to leave or stay or do what you want or what you feel is right. That's what keeps you in suffering. That's what yeah. keeps you on the fence. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then it. let's, I, did I yeah. complete that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> beautifully, beautifully. Let's go into number three. Let's okay, do it. Okay, okay. So, sorry, this is the one that I meant I was referencing earlier. So people will tell you that you have to go to marriage therapy if your marriage isn't working, right? Like I, and you know, maybe you don't have to, but they're like, oh, if your marriage isn't doing well, maybe you should try therapy. Maybe you guys should go together, right? Any, you guys heard that before? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. And I like even that you said that they have to go because yeah, like you have to do everything you can. Right. And I did, like I spent two years in my first marriage doing everything I could to keep that marriage together, that family together. I had two little babies. My, my daughter was three months old. Like, yeah. So, and you're told you have to do everything. Right. Yeah. And even my mom was like, well, just, just stay long enough until she's, you know, you're still, you're finished breastfeeding. And I'm like, no, I'm out of here. Like this is done. It's, it's not going right. to last that long. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that would be torture. So people will tell you that you have to go to marriage therapy if your marriage is working, but here's why that's wrong. Marriage therapy is the worst thing you can do to save your marriage if your husband isn't willing or ready to change. And I say that interchangeably. So if it's the husband that wants to go and the wife is not willing, mm -hmm. but if your partner isn't willing or ready to change, couples counseling is likely the worst thing you can actually do uh, to try to save your marriage. Yeah. Okay? And I'm saying yeah. this as a former marriage therapist, yeah, because it's like the ditch end, right? It's like the ditch effort at the end, right? Help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Save us. Yeah, no, and it's not, that's not how this works. So the real way to do it, okay, and I've said this before, and some people don't like when I say this, but the real way to do it is for you to change first. Mm. And here's why that works, okay? We learn through science, and I'm going to get, science on you that if you change one part of a system mm -hmm. by law universal scientific law the system must and will change mm -hmm. or it will come to a natural completion yeah. so for example an ecosystem if a species goes extinct the rest of the ecosystem must adapt to that extinction or it will come to a completion like it no longer will exist right and the same goes for our marriages that if you change one part of the system your partner right one spouse yeah. your uh, the other spouse will must and will change or you will just know in your heart and your soul that you have completed yes and, and I that contest that 100 percent exactly yeah. and most of the people that I speak with that have had amicable divorces, have had um, beautiful breakups, right? In their in relationships are like, yeah, that's it. It was complete. And I'm like, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes we struggle to that completion. Sometimes we yeah. shame ourselves to that completion mm -hmm. versus having peace of mind and trusting ourselves 
to know when it's complete. Yeah, you hold on, right? You're holding on by this thread. Like I, I, I see this like a balloon, right? And the balloon is, you know, ready to take off into the sky, but you're holding on to that little tiny string. And the yep. second you loosen your grip, it's gone, right? right. Yeah. But you're like just gripping on, like I am not losing this balloon. I am, you know, I'm not going to be the first person in my family to get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> and then it hurts, right? Like now you're in pain because you're gripping it so hard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, and it's, it, that's the paradigm that I want to shift in the world is that divorce isn't bad. Marriage isn't good. Like it's not this good, bad type of polarization. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. learning how to complete relationships when it's complete. Yeah. And to lean in and work on the things you can work on when it's not yet complete. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so if that you, you trust can... yourself, yeah. yeah, you'll know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know like, um, after when I did get divorced and then I married my now husband and we moved away, I would, whenever I would go home, people would always ask me about my ex-husband because they knew me with him. Right. And it was, I'd always say, you know, do you remember that boyfriend you had in high school? And they're like, um, no, not really. Yeah. It's like that. <laughs> you know, Like my, my first marriage is like that. It's like, yeah. it was just so complete. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. No hard feelings. Like, you no. know, you got the lessons, you got the nuggets, you got the learning that you meant to learn in that relationship, because every relationship has a gift. And yes. if you open that, you receive that, you open that, and you honored that, and there's no other gift left, then you can let it go. Yeah, because I, I couldn't have had a successful marriage with my now husband if I hadn't gone through that relationship. I know right. that. I know that because I went in as a young social worker and I was going to social work our Thank marriage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Social work that marriage, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I have to say like, those are some of the things that I needed to work on even from the, you know, our first dark, my dark night of the soul to his dark night of the soul. Mm-hmm. Right. That was like a seven year span. And even between there, I, there were a lot of things that I still needed to work on. And by the time he left, what was really, really cool to watch, like you were saying, like I was holding myself really well during that time. Well, the reason why I was is because I said to myself, he's leaving me right now. And I am the best version of myself I have ever been. Yes. I have a lot more to work on. I have, we all have stuff to work on, but man, I am the best version that I've been as a wife, as a mom, as a entrepreneur, as a daughter, as a right at all of these things. Yeah. Then, okay. I know he's going through his own thing and yeah, I can work on the micro things that he gives me feedback while he's away. But in reality, like I knew, like I was in a really solid place. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the confidence that my women want. That's the confidence that the women I work with, it's not about saving the marriage. Yes, we want to save the marriage. It's really about feeling whole again, feeling happy again, feeling like I can hold my head up high saying, I showed up as the best version of myself today. Yeah, yeah. And what I love about this is that it's marriage relationships, but it's also other relationships. Like when those, like I, I found... Some of my friendship breakups have been harder than it was breaking up with my, my first husband. Like, yeah, 
like, right? It like, is, it's like, yeah. ah, you know, and there again, there's that belief that, oh, you're, you know, that friendships are deeper and stronger when they have had that life, like had a longer span of like longer time, right? Where, you know, like, look how connected you and Ranchelle and I are, yeah. right? And we've only known each other, like really started working together a year and been together in each other's lives weekly for a year. So, you know, yeah, there's those beliefs around friendships too. And it, it, this is the thing that I love to say, everything is a relationship. Yes. Everything you relate to other people, to the environment, to your home, to tangible objects, to money. We relate to all of these things. And if we know how to have a healthy relationship in one area. It's very, very possible. And we will be able to translate that into others. It's just yeah. people lose their skill in translation and they think that it's different in other relationships, but it's not. It's the same. How you relate to money, how you relate to your husband, how you relate to your friends. But if you think about it, the reason why you have different results in all those areas is because you treat the relationship differently. Yes. <laughs> yes. You don't yes. treat it the same. And it's like, wait, yeah. if it's working here, what am I doing here that's working? Yeah. Oh, I'm not taking it personally when the money goes out of my bank account. Oh, okay. <laughs> I not take it personal when something happens with my husband because it's not. Yeah. Yeah. But I do like the idea of it. Some relationships are just complete, right? Like some of those oh, friendships yeah, are complete. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So drop in the in the comments if you have any questions for Samantha. And Samantha, start telling everybody about how people can work with you and yeah. your program. So I have a program called Marriage Makeover. And that's something I obviously I'm really niched. <laughs> you can tell. Yes, I work with people on their other relationships. I've helped people with mother, you know, their their aging parents. I've helped people with children, like adult children, younger children. Um, but really the my my niche is in marriages and long-term relationships. So maybe if you're not married, you're in a long-term committed relationship because that's when all the things go sideways. <laughs> That's when all your, your triggers come out, right? Is when you're in a long-term relationship versus the honeymoon phase of a shorter term relationship. Um, And yeah, I, I love to work with women in both individual and group settings. Um, In my marriage makeover program, we really go through kind of different phases. Um, The first phase is really becoming your best self. Mm-hmm. cleaning your side of the street <laughs> right like yeah. that's one of my former women um who worked with me she called me again actually yesterday uh I think yeah we talked oh maybe Friday we talked but anyways she was like oh my gosh uh he's doing this again and this and this and this and this and this and I was like where are you at right mm. like what's going on for you and I was like oh it sounds like you're taking it personal it sounds like you're not staying neutral because this isn't about you. This is about him. Like, mm-hmm. and she was like, oh my gosh, I went into the old grooves again. I'm like, yeah. So it, it's really about becoming the best version of yourself and staying there, right? And creating new grooves and new patterns, um, new mindset, like all of these things we go over, these marriage mind shifts is what I call them because yeah. we have to reprogram what society taught us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then no, totally find, 
and, and find the best version of ourselves. Cause when you do that, then what happens next in the second phase is we prepare for the storm. <laughs> Cause what okay. happens is that our husbands or our spouses will become more symptomatic. Hence Denver saying, I need to move out. Okay. Not to say that everyone's husband's going to move out. That's not how it always happens. But, um, when I grow exponentially, he has some drastic growth too, <laughs> but that's what happens next is they become more symptomatic because guess what? You're shifting your energy here. What mm-hmm. they're used to is you doing this and coming back down. Yeah. And I'm not saying one's better than the other. I'm just talking frequencies. So you raise yeah. your frequency, you match him. He does yeah. something to trigger you. You match him. Yeah. Right. And so you're still here with him. And yeah. so what we're working on next, you become your best self and I hold you there. Like we're holding your energy and your frequency consistent so that he start the, the water's starting to boil. And if you turn yeah. off the heat, when you're trying to boil water, oh, it stops boiling. Right. <laughs> and then it stops boiling. So we want to create a phase change in our relationship. And in order to do that, you have to maintain your frequency. Yes. Yes. But prepare yes. for what that boil will look like. Right. Right. Yeah. And, because and when so they start to boil, we typically will drop down to balance. Like, ah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's gonna overflow. And I love this. I love this so much. Like when I teach workshops and intense, like workshops and retreats, I always remind my students who are always women to go home and get into your husband's frequency. Like to, I always get, or to bring your husband into your frequency Yes, that your pets will automatically come into your frequency hug your children and to bring them into your frequency. And so I'm recommending this for everybody, even at the summit. And then what I do is I start when I'm in bed at night with my husband after doing like shifting like this energetically, I'll start to spin the energy around us. So I start at our feet Mm -hmm. and I start to visualize spinning the energy all around us. And he'll even say to me, what are you doing? You're making me all hot. And I'm like, it's good for us. It's just good for us. Use your energy to mine. (laughs) But it works. It works. I'm telling you, like it works to break. So then, but I love that, that it's not lowering our energy, keeping our energy high and then bringing. And that's the serious part because Mm. you're evoking change. You are the change agent and being a change agent is scary because you're, you're paving a path that's not set for anybody you're creating something, a whole new pathway for your relationship and likely for your lineage, right? Likely for everyone behind you and everyone ahead of you, you're doing something different and that's scary. So it's easy for us to just drop back down even after we've hit like, oh yeah, I'm the best version of me. And then, oh, trigger, ah, right? (laughs) So that's the second phase that we work on. And then the third one, now you're ready for some couples communication. Now you can, we can sometimes, it doesn't always have to be this way, but because I mainly work with the change agent, so I don't need the spouse in the program. Um, mm-hmm. But at that time, sometimes it's beneficial. And normally by that time, the partner's like, wow, what have you been doing with my wife? She's amazing. Like, this is awesome. I'm like, yeah, you didn't even have to come. Right. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> but it's, so it's, it's kind of comical, but then yeah. I normally invite them at that time. Like, Hey, if I see some 
communication mismatch or they could use some skill set, then they yeah. come in and we do some communication skill building for the couple, right? There yeah. you can, now you can go to marriage therapy. <laughs> but the thing yeah. is, there's a difference between going to individual therapy and, and just doing personal development work. What is not being taught right now is the integration of the systemic process, like how it relates to your marriage, how this looks like when you're growing. And me just saying like, okay, we're preparing for the storm. Just be ready. When you get better, he will get worse for a Mm. hot minute. It's not always long, but he'll have an outburst and he'll have a tantrum or a moment. And when I remind them about that, they're like, oh yeah, because it's so easy for us to be like, this is not working. We're getting worse. Our marriage isn't even getting better. I'm like, really? (laughs) We were, we're expecting this. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So I think that's, that is really, really powerful because this, yeah, I think that's really, really powerful to know that it is going to get worse before it gets better. And so then. Yeah. yeah. And just being prepared for it because yeah, it's so easy to go, Oh, this isn't working. We're just going to go back to our old patterns. Right. And yeah. you know, to, to give some credit to marriage therapy, that's actually kind of what happens sometimes too, is that they think it's getting worse and really that's what it's supposed to look like. And yeah. no one's really telling them that that's the expectation. Yeah. Right. And so they leave and they're like, Oh, marriage therapy is not working because it got worse. And I'm like, yeah. well, you maybe didn't wait it out long enough, but here's the better way to work on it. (laughs) Like let's go work on you first and then we'll go back to the the couples thing, right? We'll go back to the communication thing. Yeah. Yeah. So Okay. So that's the marriage makeover program. Go ahead. Yeah. So that's the marriage makeover program. That's like what it would look like to work with me. Um, There, there is group and then there is individual, but right now, just for the summit um, for the first five people, that want to work with me on their marriage. And I wouldn't be working with your partner, just you uh, or your relationship, your long-term relationship. I'm offering my one-on-one coaching at my group rate price. <laughs> wow, wow, so, wow. Can yeah. you drop those links? So, um, well, I what I want you to do is okay. I wanna make sure we're a good fit. So I okay. don't want to, you know, I, I, I don't like taking people's money if I don't think that I'm the right fit or because if there's abuse in the relationship, I want to refer you somewhere else. If there's there's all these different scenarios that I'm not the best person to support you, but I will help you. So book a call with me. So, Sarah, if you can drop that uh, link to schedule a consultation with me um, for the first five people that were a good fit, uh, I will offer you the group coaching I'm sorry, the one-on-one coaching for the group coaching rate. And if not, if you're still struggling in your relationship, I still want to support you. So just book a consultation and I will lead you to the right place. Love that. Love that. That's so supportive. Okay. And then tell everybody about your gifts as well. Yeah. So one of the things that my women that I work with struggle with the most or what I found just in general, is that the hardest part of this process is deciding (laughs) if you want to stay or if you want to leave. Right. Uh, And that is probably the most painful place to live is on the fence. Yeah. Um, And so 
I think literally and met and metaphorically, like the most painful place to live is on the fence, right? When you're sitting on the fence. And so I want to support people in taking them through a process on how to make a decision to stay or leave. And this is the exact process that I went through that helped me decide to stay in my marriage the first time around. And yeah. what has brought me the most beautiful gifts I have ever received in my life. Like my husband, I love my children and they're my greatest gifts in whole, but my husband has been the most gift giving in the opportunities for growth than anyone else in my life. Wow. Wow. Love that. Okay. So the link is here right now. So you can click on the link right now. Um, I'm going to click on it. (laughs) And so um, it'll open up in a browser. So then you can go and and fill out the whatever you need to fill out afterwards, but it's so that you can click on it right now. And then your VIP gift, everybody that has a VIP ticket upgrade, you can go to the VIP portal and access Samantha's VIP gift right away. And that's um, our VIP day. So we're going to. Oh, our VIP them. day. Okay, yeah, sorry. our amazing VIP day. Everyone who has a VIP ticket, you'll automatically have access to our VIP day that's coming up. And that's going to be the three of us. Renchelle, Candice, and I are going to pour into you even more. Um, and what I was sharing when I was interviewing Renchelle is like, we also have some things to share with you. <laughs> surprises yeah Yeah. so the VIP day is uh June 28th and I think it's 11 to I always get confused with the PST and the MST but 11 to 3 or something like that (laughs) I'm not quite sure so I kind of get mixed up with the mass yeah mountain or pacific but yeah so it's June 28th that's our VIP day everybody that has a VIP ticket is automatically going to be um getting all the information about that so that's 10 a.m PST thank you Ranchelle thanks Ranchelle (laughs) look at you knowing the numbers um already so again I want everybody to book a consultation with you so you're only taking five clients and they're getting their one-on-one coaching with you for the price of your group coaching. That's right. huge. But if, if they're wanting to, you know, do group or if there's other things I can support them in, that's the reason for the consultation. Like let's, let's make you a customized plan of action. Oh, wow. Okay. So, and that's amazing. That's, that's so generous. So, so generous. Okay. Last words of wisdom from Samantha. Ka'awa. <sighs> It only takes one person to transform your relationship. <laughs> Hell yes. Boom. Drop mic. Mic drop. Boom. Rachel says. Yeah, it's so true. So true. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you, everybody that is here joining us live. Thank you, everybody watching the replay. And again, thank you so much, Samantha Kaawa. That was really, really, really powerful, powerful talk today. Thank you. Bye. Stay tuned for more. Thank you for joining us for another amazing session on the Clarity Confidence Connection Summit. Be sure to mark your calendars to join us in Hawaii from November 2nd through the 5th for our premier in-person experience. If you have any questions or want to apply to be a speaker at one of our upcoming events, email our team at breakthrough at clarityconfidenceconnection.com.